regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E, so I could get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all the There's a blast from the past right there, Nate Dahl. Warren G, Regulators. I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in to episode 35 of Campfire Conversations. We've got some more bonus content for you. It is a little time sensitive as... Bass fisherman and guide Jason Kahn just boated the second largest largemouth bass caught in Texas in the last 30 years. Three decades worth of law. Think about that. How many bass have been caught in Texas in the last three decades? Tens of millions? A hundred million? No idea. But it's somewhere up there in, in that realm. Uh, and this is the third largest one. Mind-blowing, really. So let's go ahead and bring on the angler who landed this fish on Monday. What what was Monday? Monday was the 13th. So yeah, five days ago uh, is when Jason Kahn, a professional bass fishing guide, uh, landed this behemoth of a largemouth. So let's go ahead and take a listen. We've got uh, Jason Kahn here who is off the water. Um, just got off OHIV. So uh, first of all, now I can read your shirt. Eight blades is cheating. <laughs> what is that? What does that mean? Come on. Uh, man, I, I was uh, fishing a tournament down at Rayburn a few couple few weeks ago, and um, they have a rule you can't use uh, an Alabama rig with more than five blades on it. Well, yeah. I I didn't even. I mean, I you can't use eight blades, and you can't you can't or you can't use more than five blades, but and you can't use more than three hooks. So I cut the hooks off the two hooks off, but I didn't even think about the blades being a, being a roll. So I used the eight blade, a rig and got DQ'd for it. So everybody, oh, wow. a few people were calling me a cheater for it. So, so some people made this hoodie. So it's kind of gone, <laughs> gone into a big deal. So. Wow. So how did you finish though, before you got disqualified? Well, I had, I had, I was in fourth place after day one and they dq'd me for day one but i still got to fish day two so i still got got my you know my points and stuff but mm -hmm. mm. so wow. yeah it was pretty pretty uh upsetting so on the you know smaller tournament trails obviously they don't allow alabama rigs anymore on the elites i don't know about major league fishing um but i know for damn sure the elites don't allow them um but yet they still allow live scope. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, trust uh, me. I, 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 there's a lot I'd like to say about it, but that might be another need to be for another one. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. This is take two. Like we said, uh, we tried to do it on the water. You were actually finishing up a guided trip, uh, but the, the service wasn't that great. So, um, what, what, what has the fishing been like over the past week? Um, today wasn't, wasn't as good. Um, our boy Dalton Smith that, uh, you've already been on show with, uh, he was just at the Marina weighing another 13 pounders. So he, he's got another share lunker in the live well, as we speak, uh, oh, it's wow. actually, it's actually his customer actually caught it. Wow. So, uh, but yeah. as far as, I mean, fishing, I, I was actually with Co Wetzel the last, uh, two days. We went to a private lake though, and fishing there was, was pretty good. Um, but Monday is when I caught the 17 and I think, 
I got here and got out on the water by 11 or 11:30, and by 2:30 we were in weighing that one and had like 14 fish in the boat that day. So it was pretty good that day. And then Tuesday the wind blew like heck, so I didn't didn't get to fish. And then I said Wednesday and Thursday I was I was over to Private Lake with Co. So today was the first day back on the water, and uh, I think we Did only had Co. Do too many drugs to like? Did he hit his head? Like, why is he not on Ivy trying to catch a sherlunker? Like, I don't. I like fishing private lakes just fine, but the Sherlunkers are on Ivy. So what's he thinking? Yeah. Um, now this, um, the private lake we went to, uh, they caught a 17 pounder out of it last year. Oh, really? And we were in hopes that we could find her. It's all, it's a small lake. It's about 70 acres. Mm. And, uh, we were trying to, we were hoping that we could find her and catch her again this year, which she probably would have been the state record. So who knows, but that's, that's why we went there. And it was on a ranch too. So, they did some thermal hunting and you know some other stuff at he shot at some odd dad and stuff like that so didn't hit shot, them but shot at shot some at <laughs> they were coke. they were running so <laughs> <laughs> oh man well i i you know i like his music okay uh yeah but i do i i always love to find out that our our texas country musicians are into the outdoors as much as we are yeah, man, him and him and Cody, Cody Cannon is a good friend of mine too, and he's he's very well into all the hunting stuff as well. Oh yeah, Whiskey Myers front man, he's actually been right here in the studio. Uh, yeah, good dude, big fan of their music as well. So that, but the thing is, so you go to a lake that's seventy acres, and you're looking for one fish, and that's how Live Scope has changed the game. Is now you're hunting with technology one specific yeah. fish. Yeah, it's basically thermal thermal hunting. <laughs> yeah I, yeah that's a, I've, i haven't heard that analogy but that's a good yeah. way to put it I, I thought about that a couple of days ago I was, when i was with co actually i said man all we're doing is out here thermal hunting is basically all you're doing mm-hmm. i mean you're, you're seeing them you, it what it does is it it um it eliminates a lot of stuff you know you you, you don't you don't cast unless you see a fish mm-hmm. you know and that fish don't bite you move on you just keep going you just keep going you, you don't you don't just sit there you know you're not you're not just sitting on a spot or sitting at, you know, casting at the bank, you're actually throwing at fish. So it kind of eliminates a lot of stuff. OHIV has for the last two years been absolutely on fire has displaced Lake Fork, which is your home lake where you guide as the lake that's producing the most sherlunkers. And if you look historically at like, uh, I think we're up to 600 something sherlunkers now and Lake Fork has probably. Mine was 626, I think. And Lake Fork has over 250 of those yeah so what 40 percent of them have come from lake fork yep. essentially yeah i mean basically lake fork is the reason that all these other lakes are all what they are now i mean mm-hmm. took their share lunker fry from there and and reproduced those and put them in lakes all across the state and that's why the fishing's gotten so much better here and, and why there's so many more big fish yeah and and you alluded to the fact that texas parks and wildlife through the share lunker program about 12 years ago was when they probably put, put the current batch that guys are pulling out of ivy right now that's yes. when those fish were fry because it would, would you how much weight did they gain a year uh about a pound and a half and then okay. you know pre-spawn they they probably add another pound and a half of eggs you know or, or more or less i don't i don't know the exact number of weight mm-hmm. on that that's just a guess you know um you know as far as you know how much weight they put on so yeah. they're fat right now <laughs> So when when I come in March, I actually actually am going to fish with uh, Dalton at the end of March. They'll have probably already spawned out, or be what in the middle of the spawn. Uh, probably just be starting. Okay, so I mean Texas is so big, but that's definitely a couple weeks later than when the spawn really gets going where I live in North Texas. 
Yeah, Lake Fork will start probably middle of March, depending on the, the temp, water temps, you know. But mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, I've caught them at the end of, of February at Fork on beds, but it really yeah. just depends yeah. on uh, water temps and stuff like that. That's why I was worried, like, well, are these fish going to be spawned out when I'm fishing down there? No, it'll be prime time, prime time, man. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'll right be on. at four. I won't get to show y'all how to do it, but. <laughs> so let's talk about your fish. You've now caught two over 13 pounds, including a, two a monster. Over two, two over 14. 14. Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah. mean to shortchange you there. <laughs> uh, so when did you catch the first one? Uh, I caught the 1408 in December. And then uh-huh. caught the uh, the seventeen, obviously on Monday, this past and Monday. What did you catch the first one on, and in, uh, in what depth? Caught it on on a ten XD and fifteen foot. And just saw it on live scope. And did you have yep. to make multiple casts, or just make the one perfect cast? Uh, actually, there was five of them, the same size, so five, probably around fourteen pounds. And um, I saw it on live scope. Um, saw my bait bouncing off the bottom and then saw her just go down there and grab it and all this history after that and how was the fight at that point uh, and honestly it was weird because she she was one of the hooks was hooked here in the part of her mouth here and then that outer part of her gill plate the other hook was right there in the side of it uh-huh. so it was up by her gill plate so she couldn't fight so it was really just like when i saw it on the live scope coming up i thought i just i honestly thought i had snagged a a log or something because it was just coming straight up and then when it came up i saw it was a mega giant um, <laughs> wish i had a video with that that one was i was freaking out on that one. Oh, i'm sure what was your personal best before that uh 1205 or 12 something like that a low a low on 12. fork yeah i got two 12s at fork uh-huh okay two, uh, 1298 at fork oh wow 1298 so you just missed the share longer program yeah yeah we took it in and waited on certified scale and it weighed 1298 we we waited twice and we couldn't get it to hit 13 so oh if it just would have eaten one more shad <laughs> yeah <laughs> on a bed too we caught her off a of bed uh-huh so. yeah my dad's biggest is a it's an eight something that he caught on fork in the late 90s and uh he back then you just killed the fish and just took it to the taxidermist you know yeah uh, it's, now we yeah. look at that as deplorable behavior right but because they can make yeah. a replica back then that wasn't yeah. how it was yeah I, when i was um i guess i was probably nine or ten maybe eleven i caught a eight something and i got it mounted and it was a skin with them skin mounts and then but i saw it again my dad had it and about 10 years ago and it would look like crap Oh yeah. So. No, the <laughs> replicas will outlive you and I, yeah. the actual, definitely the actual fish will not. That's for sure. <laughs> those skin mounts. Um, so, yeah. you know, I think, uh, I'm a, kind of a old school personally. Um, but, and, and I kind of bucket technology, which is weird because you're making a living guiding hunts with live scope and I make a living putting a podcast on the internet and, you know, running social media pages but I think back to the good old days, like maybe it was better without all the technology. I don't know. I'm just being. Yeah. Joking. I mean, it, it probably wouldn't be, things wouldn't be happening the way they are right now. If we didn't have live scope, I, I think one of the fish that's been caught, one of the share lunkers that's been caught this year was what was without it. There's mm-hmm. 10 now. Mine was the not. It's so there's 10 now. And all of those, but one have been caught with live scope. And I, and the crazy thing is, is I know six of the people that have them, yeah 
<laughs> and so how many have been caught on Ivy though? Um, eight, eight of them or wow. no, nine, nine of them. Jack York caught one at Nacogdoches and that's all the rest of them have been caught here. That's incredible. Two of, two of they, well, you know, Dalton, they, they, him and, and uh, Kate caught one in the same day. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the one you caught on Monday that went 17 and change. You can tell us the exact weight, yeah. but I did read that it's the eighth largest fish caught in Texas or weighed into the share Lunker program anyway. Yeah. Well, it's actually the sixth largest to ever be weighed in in the share Lunker program. Okay. Eighth largest ever, you know, weighed in Texas history. So oh. 73 crazy thing is, is I, I, no one knows what it feels like other than maybe one guy that's, you know, that caught one last year, but when you catch a fish like that, you it it's a it's an adrenaline rush that you'll you, it's hard to, to even explain how it feels. Uh, I took the fish in and um, I didn't I mean I didn't know what to do. You know I had it in the live well and went in to get a bag and they handed me a bag. I walked outside with the bag got to get my live well and I was like, well heck, there's no water in the bag, you know. And this is how dumb I look, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, well I'm not going to take the water out of the live well because I might have to put the fish back in the live well. So anyways, mm-hmm. I just grabbed the fish. I put her in the bag, dry bag, and I, I was holding her, but I walked her in, set her on the scale. She was completely dry, and she weighed 1703. But then somebody called me and it's like, hey, man, you need to take her, you know, put her in a bag and go back and weigh her wet, you know. So I did that and not realizing I'd put her in a tank with minnows. So we, it weighed 1718 when I weighed her wet. And mm. uh but we didn't use that weight because it was, you know, we put her in a deal with minnows and just didn't want any, anybody making the assumption that she was in there eating minnows to, to gain that little bit, that little bit of weight. But when I weighed her in the boat, she, when I first, I don't know if you've seen the video, but when I weighed her in the boat on my certified scale, she weighed 1710. So she's the unofficial lake record, but, but she's not, you know, she's right. not. Like, so. Well, that would, <laughs> so there's gotta be some level of stress when these fish go into a live well and like having a snack, I don't, I don't know if they'd even be interested in that. No, they're not. And, and people like us understand that, but there are, I mean, you know, there's plenty of people out there that don't understand that. And I didn't want people saying, well, he, he, he put her in a deal with minnows so he could get the lake record, you know? And it just, I mean, people are already accusing me of snagging it and other dumb stuff. So I mm. think sure that too. <laughs> Uh, so I, we did this crazy interview. It's been, it was before COVID. It's been three years probably with a reporter slash fisherman who caught that guy in California snagging. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike Long. Mike Long. Okay. And he yeah. brought the fish, one of the, the fish. He actually has the replica in his possession. He brought that to the studio. Uh, but yeah, that, oh. uh, that dude, he's right there with the, uh, the walleye cheaters <laughs> people kept telling me to put weights down his belly i'm like man I hate doing that. what what does a 17 pound fish look like on live scope versus a 14 pound fish could you tell the difference man the, the craziest thing like you know i i, I think god kind of gave me this fish it, it's it's a very weird story man like I, I was for one i was teaching my customers how to use the live scope and the guy that was standing beside me you know i was I literally had just said, they called me last night and reminded me this. I had literally just said about five more casts, you know, or fish I'm going to throw at, and then I'm going to let you have it. So I saw a fish. I threw out there at at a fish. It wasn't this fish that I caught. It was a Mm -hmm. different fish. I throw out there. I'm reeling it in. The fish kind of comes up and then turns off. So I'll just keep, you know, reeling my bait in. And I just, the boat's kind of drifting backwards. 
And I just looked down and I see this fish under there. And I said, dude, there's a sherlunker. So he comes up and you can see in the video, we're both looking down and then I'm having to take steps backwards because the, the fish is literally right underneath my trolling motor. And I've got an eight foot rod. So my rod's actually hanging over the trolling motor. So if I would have reeled that in, I never, the fish never would have saw the bait. So I had to take some steps backwards as I'm walking backwards. It comes, you can see it go over her head and then she just came up and just smacked it. What was this fish doing hanging out under the boat? That's, that's what I was trying to understand. And, and then they, they, they told me, they're like, dude, you probably drifted over the top of her. Cause we were drifting back and mm. I guess I drifted over the top of her. Cause I just happened to look down and there she was. I mean, it was, it was just a weird thing, man. That's why I was like, you know, maybe the fish gods were like, you know, you've, you've, you've hit your time. You're, you've done your time, <laughs> your fish. So I, you know, I have to thank God for that, you know, because, yeah. <laughs> because there's no, like, I teach this live scope now. I mean, I used to be the biggest live scope hater, but now I'm out here teaching it. And I've, I tell people all the time, you, you've got to throw as far as you can see and you, you're going to have to catch them way away from the boat because when they get up by the trailer motor, they're gone. And then I catch the second largest bass, you know, in, in the last 30 years underneath my trolling motor. <laughs> so there's no rhyme or reason why I had all that happened, but it did. Yeah. Uh, do you know Jerry Hancock? Yeah, I know him real well. So Jerry and I have a, a interesting relationship. Uh, I leased his property here in Collin County for bow hunting yeah. for one year. Oh yeah, very expensive Big. for twenty acres. <laughs> tell you should have called me first. I'd talk him down a little bit. Yeah, uh, but that's uh, Jerry showed me live scope on fork. We went crappie fishing, and uh, my dad and I went with him last uh, about a year ago, last February, and that was the first time I had ever seen live scope, and that. That was just pure yeah. insanity. Um, yeah. But, but, but he uh, said the live scope has turned the guiding business from, you know, seven, six, seven months a year into a kick and guide 12 months a year. And that day, we would not have been, the fish weren't schooled up. They weren't really on any type of uh, pattern. And they were all spread out, just one fish on one tree, you know, in yeah. 15 feet of water. He's like, we didn't have live scope. We would just be making random, you know, pitches yeah. here and there and maybe we would we would have caught a couple fish but we wouldn't have a cooler full right yeah exactly he chases some big ones out there though too kind of like we're chasing big bass you know oh yeah 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 i to kick him uh you're starting to break up just a little bit and now i know the service out there in that great but um so okay hear, so that say, say it again i can hear you just fine okay um so that was the biggest fish caught in texas since since what when what was the previous are we talking oh, about uh barry st Clair's fish was that that was in 94 that's the let that's the state record uh right. the, the lake right here was caught is the 1706 mine 1703 uh. it, it was 1706 was caught here last year around the same time so uh. his fish last year my fish this year are the biggest two largest two fish to be caught in the last 30 years that's just mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. Yep. And, you and know, there's out here too. Trust me, I've seen them, and I've I've been kind of underguessing some of these big ones because I saw this one, and I knew it was a sherlocker when I saw it on the graph. But I've got two. I showed Dalton one of them, and he went with me, and I I was guessing at fourteen, and he's saying fifteen, and there she's she's on a tree, and I just hadn't been able to catch her. Another one about fifty yards from her, and it's bigger than that, the fifteen that he thinks is 15 and I was thinking it was 16 to 18 and it's bigger than the fish on the, that I just caught. 
So oh, wow. I'm thinking, I think it's pushing 20. Wow. Well, there's no way to save that one for me. If you could tie it up for my trip, that'd be great. But <laughs> I'm hoping to catch her before you get here. Yeah. So what does that got- do for your business? Like, so you, I don't know how long you've been on fork guiding, but now you're obviously here out, out on Ivy. There's two, I guess there's two things to this question. Number one, without live scope, could you just say, oh, I'm going to go guide on Ivy now? You know, I'm, of course you're a great fisherman. You do it for a living, but you know, Lake Fork and now you just, and just like Dalton, he came from Kentucky, drove down all night. And then a day and a half later, caught two 14 pounders. Um, so could you do that without live scope? And then also, what does it mean for your business? Like, are you going to end up probably moving there full time or? Or are you just going to ride this hot streak out until Ivy cools down? Um, man, I'm going to, I'm probably just going to, I'm going back to fork in two weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, I can't, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to move out here. Um, but uh, fork's my home lake and, you know, fork, fork is actually a better fishing lake. I mean, it's not easy to come out here and catch fish. People, people see us catching these big ones. And if you look at all the guys that have caught them, I mean, it's guys that do it every day. Like we're looking at that screen every day. The mm-hmm. average person, if they do, if they are going to catch one, it's just, it's going to be pure luck, which, you know, mine was luck and a lot of them, but it's being out here. Uh, I probably won't be moving out here, but I'm probably going to just guide here like I did this year, probably December through February. And then I'll mm-hmm. be back at four. But yes, uh, live scope has, has made it where I can guide this time of year, you know, and be successful at it. Uh, mm-hmm. December, I caught numerous over, over, um, I can't remember how many, I think we had five fish over 12 pounds. And then that, uh, my buddy that was right by us up there caught a 13, four. I mean, it's, you know, there's some big ones. You can catch fish all year out here and I'll probably come out here some in the summer as well, maybe for like a week or two. But, you know, I, I, my plan was never to come out here and guide, but all my clients, I've got a a ton of regular people that fish with me a lot and they want to come out here. So, you know, I got to do what they want to do and (laughs) keep them happy. That's what I'm going to do, man. I mean, that's why my business is what it is. I mean, I don't have any problem booking trips. I'm actually booked till July right now. And, uh, yeah. and that's once I go through the 200 and whatever messages I've got to respond to, I'll probably be booked up for longer than that. So, but yeah. I'll, I'll be back here. I mean, I'll be, I'll be definitely be gotten again here next year. So until yeah. it comes, till it does, till there ain't any share lunkers left. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the million million dollar question. Do you think within the next two years, a new state record will come out of Ivy? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. That would be be something, man. That would be. Happened this year. Yeah. I mean, a dude caught a 17 last year and I've already caught a 17 this year there's there's some swimming around i mean somebody you put a number you put you put enough boats on this water and baits in this water they're gonna go by it's gonna go by the right fish and yeah it's gonna happen it might as well be though not you <laughs> <laughs> well the state record's 18 18 18 i believe yeah uh, barry, barry st Clair caught it on a uh, crappie jig on lake fork and I never yeah. had Barry St. Clair on the show, but I did have, uh, I think his name's Mark Stevens. Yeah. Mark. Mark. Yeah. Cause he had caught, uh, see the one that caught Ethel. 
he caught at the 1760 or what was it 17 something yeah that's yeah. the that's the state record caught on a on not live bait yeah i think the i think the eight caught on a minnow or maybe even a crappie <laughs> mm-hmm. no yeah he definitely caught that one on live bait but uh but mark's fish and he came on a couple years back and t- told that story and ethel is the fish that really incited this bass fishing craze not just in texas but yep. i mean hell johnny morris bought that fish from mark took it to the bass pro shops the original one in uh, what spring springfield yep. somewhere in missouri yep she lived there till she was 20 something pounds mm-hmm. and then she died there yeah but i mean millions of people went to that store to see that fish yep well my fish is for sale y'all <laughs> <laughs> uh where's the fish now no she she's in athens at the okay. um at their facility over there the share lunker people uh-huh. they take her over there and, and they'll she'll have a bunker and they'll spawn her with a with the male like that's been that came out of a share lunker you know that's yeah. a bigger male with mm-hmm. good genetics and then they'll spread those babies across texas you know the fingerlings across all the lakes and or I don't, not every lake but certain lakes across texas yeah i think so there's been so many changes to the share lunker program just in the 15 years i've been doing this but certainly had larry hodges on he was the one that kind of ran that thing when it got off the ground He's the one that went and picked up uh, Ethel initially, um, which they, you know, they didn't even have that thing planned to start until a year later. But then Mark's fish kind of jump started it, and they're like, "We got to do this now." Um, so it was in the works, but they didn't. They didn't think about Lake Fork having live scope back in the day, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there'd be a twenty pounder for sure. There's no doubt. How could there not be with as many big fish that came out of there in the mid '90s? Well, they- 20 pounder floating mm-hmm. mm. in this mountain one of the stores up there yeah that's we talk about that a lot out here we're like man just imagine what it would have been like back in the day with lake fork if they had live scope back then it would have yeah. been insane but there wouldn't i don't think any lake could ever touch it yeah yeah that's a really great point yeah. and uh and, and like we said there's a reason why they've kicked out over 250 share lunkers over the years oh, yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's a bigger it's twenty seven thousand. This one's nineteen, but only about probably thirteen right now because it's low. Yeah, and it's well, this lake fluctuates so much. It it could be full and then dry within a couple of years. It's a it's a water lake for like Midland, Odessa, Big Spring, uh, Abilene, Mid, um, San Angelo, and you know mm-hmm. other surrounding towns. Or so. Yeah. yeah. Did you t- did you say what you caught the uh, the big one on? The second uh, big one. It's on video, but I haven't really publicly said said anything about it yet. I caught it on caught it on an Alabama rig. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Shane's Bates Alabama rig. It's the best one there is on the market. Yeah, uh-huh. I caught her. I know Dalton she, caught his second or his well, the third one actually on an Alabama rig. Yeah. 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 He caught they caught that one today on Alabama rig. His client did though. Yeah, his client did, yeah. So that's yep. good. At least you guys are being a little more generous now. Well, I mean, not not you. You you yanked yours out from underneath your client. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I ain't never. I don't care, man. My clients called me last. They called me last night, and they were like, "Man, I just want you to know, man, you're our guy. Like we love you to death. Like we we don't care. Like we're we're very excited for you, and you know we were a part of history as well. So like, yeah. don't let that stuff on Facebook bother you." And I was like, 
I, I, it, it does bother me in a way just because, you know, it's like it, that's a history deal. And I work my butt off, man. And just to see all the hate and stuff like this it, hunting fishing. I don't understand why people are that way, man. Everybody just needs to get along and be happy for each other and congratulate each other and just, you know, have fun with it. But it's, it's turning into something a lot different. So you're a bow hunter. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, you, you mean you're a crossbow hunter? Oh, well, F you, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I use both. I like crossbow hunting too. I never have shot a crossbow in my life, but I don't judge the guys that do. I could care less. Right. I just take it when like, if I'm hog hunting and I want to kill a couple of hogs, sometimes in some of the spots I got, you, you can't, you got to get so close to them. If you move, barely move to try to pull your bow back they're they're going to jump. So that's why I like to use mm. my crossbow sometimes. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Well, Hey, uh, give us your Instagram and your, uh, website, social media, all that stuff where folks can, can find you and possibly book a trip for what, uh, August maybe is when you have an open date. Now <laughs> uh, just call me. I mean, um, I have dates open here and there and you know we can figure something out i get cancellations from time to time but i've got everything tiktok instagram facebook all the stuff it's jason con fishing uh you can just follow me on all that stuff just, just that avoid Chinese spyware tiktok gotcha yeah just avoid the personal page please because uh, i am maxed out on that um but just just follow all the other the business pages right on well jason man congrats on the fish of a lifetime that's a hell of a deal and we appreciate your time and ho hopefully whether it's you or Dalton or, or somebody else, you know, it'd be, it'd be really cool to see a, uh, a new state record caught in Texas. Yeah. It's, it's probably going to come here maybe this year, but maybe next year. I don't know. And it could be him, me, or just some random guy that's out here fishing that, that doesn't even know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Blind squirrel, man. And that's probably who's going to catch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With a, on a, with a crappie minnow, maybe. Yep. Well, all right, brother. For Take sure. care. We appreciate the time. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Talk Adios. Uh, bye. So there you have it. The tale of one of the biggest, girthiest largemouth bass ever. Girthy. That's a weird word. Uh, but one of the biggest largemouths ever caught in the state of Texas, weighing in at over 17 pounds. And uh, that was that was fascinating and is fascinating to think about. What if they had live scope back on Lake Fork in the heyday? Damn, there'd be there'd be multiple twenty pounders we'd be talking about. There's there's no doubt about it. Uh, that that lake was something else, and but it is so cool to see Ivy just absolutely in fuego here in uh, 2023 and last year as well. So we'll see if uh, Jason's prediction comes true. If a new state record really will come out of Lake OH Ivy in the near future. Uh, thanks to Jason for jumping on. Thanks to all of you guys for tuning in to this episode of Campfire Conversations. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith. You guys have a great week in the outdoors.